<laughs> I love the claps. <laughs> I do too. And uh, hello, everybody. And thank you for joining another episode of Athletic Definition, uh, Mary Fitness Extravaganza. This is day 10 out of 31. And today my guest is Kitty Gonzalez, who is a life coach and a yoga coach. Welcome to Fireside. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm great. How are you doing, Ray? I'm uh, I'm very good. I, I uh, did a quick uh, makeup episode for yesterday. Like, I don't know, it was like 14 minutes long. I gave some tips on, uh, some, you know, the benefits and drawbacks. Uh, so I'm feeling good because I was outside kind of moving around, you know. Nice. That's the best to actually go outside and spend time in some fresh air. Sometimes easier said than done. Yes, yes. And uh, the reason I brought you on is, you know, my whole show is really about shining light on, on people that deserve it, that are trying to uplift. And during this time, um, you know, some people may say we're saturated with coaches, but I say, no, we, we need them. Uh, when you kind of look at a lot of the depression and what's mm-hmm. going on and mm-hmm. people struggling. So um, that's why I wanted to invite you on. I, I see you posting and what you do. So, uh, but I always like to get started, you know, just when you were little, like when you were little, were you active? Was that, you know, for some family, like sports is really big and activity. Yeah. Was that, was that for you? That's a great question. I, yes, I definitely attribute my um, love for movement. Thanks to um, sometimes some, some forced sports <laughs> while I was growing up. I, I grew up dancing ballet and tap and swimming um, always on the swim team and, and water polo team. Um, and then chose, uh, to stick more with, with dancing, but definitely was, um, you know, my, my parents really allowed for me to, to go to, to swim class and to dance class. And even when I wanted to quit, they really encouraged me to, to stay with it. And I'm really glad they did because, it's what I think has really helped me form this habit and this love for moving my body. Right, so that, that's good. The parents uh, instilled that in you. And uh, you mentioned you wanted to quit. Uh, I have a lot of friends that kind of were forced upon sometimes to do things. Was it mm-hmm. that you were forced upon or you just were being lazy or just didn't like it anymore? You know, I think uh, with dancing, I was like, I could do this all day, every day. Like, I loved it. I wanted to go to class all the time. I was always dancing at home. Um, with swimming, it was definitely a little bit of more of like, I have two sisters and they were, they also were swimmers. And so it was like, no, you're all doing this. This is, this is part of, um, part of the routine. So I think with that, it was like a little bit forced of like, you this is something that you're going to do until I think I was like 12 years old where they were like, once you're 12, you can choose between just dancing or just swimming. Um, and that's when I just chose to stick with dancing. Very nice. Yeah. And then and uh, now I love it, swimming way more than I did back then. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I need to work on. I can swim. I just can't float. And when you get tired, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and what about in high school? Uh, did you end up playing sports or, were you, did they have dance in your high school? I guess it varies where you live. Yeah. So when I was young, we moved from, we lived in the States, we lived in Connecticut, and then we moved to Mexico City. So with um, traffic being such a big part of that city, it was definitely like I I just chose, I actually, I actually swam on my school team 
for a while in Mexico and, and I really didn't enjoy it. And that's when I was allowed to finally really quit. Um, and I just did, I danced ballet a ton when I was in Mexico and I ended up actually hurting my back from ballet. And that's what actually got me into yoga. Cause I ended up, I still really wanted to be able to move my body in a way that was okay for me. And yoga was, um, was, was healthier for me at that time than ballet was. So you discovered yoga in high school, basically because yep. of the injury because of the, yeah, it was, it was a few things that kind of like led me to yoga. One was, yeah, because of the injury where I couldn't move anymore. And I actually had a, a therapist at the time I was struggling with, with, um, with an eating disorder. And she actually thankfully came into my life and she combined therapy with yoga. So during our therapy sessions, we would spend about 10, 15 minutes at the end of the session doing some yoga. So it was really through like my back injury, plus this incredible therapist who saved my life, where I started to be introduced to yoga and just fell in love with it ever since. Wow, that, that's great that you've been doing, high, I mean, yoga since high school. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you mentioned moving from the States to Mexico City and I changed schools. And to me, that, that was traumatic, just going yeah. from a, one school to another. So yeah. how, how was that? Uh, just the whole cu culture and were you already yeah. fluent in Spanish? Thankfully, I was fluent in Spanish because um, my parents are Mexican. I was born in Mexico, but and we, we always spoke in Spanish at home. It was really, um, yeah, it was more of the culture shock, even though I grew up in a Mexican household. Um, it's very different when you're actually living in, in, in Mexico. So it was definitely a culture shock when I moved back. So I, I, I would say the first year was definitely like, what is going on? It was the first year of middle school, which is also like funky years. Um, but eventually I ended up really loving Mexico and, and living there and experiencing the culture firsthand. So then you graduated uh, from high school in Mexico? Yeah. Very nice. And then uh, did you do Personi College? Yes, I did. I did. I went to um, college in D.C. I studied business, actually. And then I um, and then I worked in right out of school. I worked in, in I moved to New York and I worked at L'Oreal um, in marketing and product development for hair care products. I was there for about six years. And while I was there, I um, continued to practice yoga. And I was really lucky because I lived close to the studio that no longer exists, unfortunately, but it was called Yoga to the People and they provided um, donation-based yoga. So it was actually really affordable and I was able to go as often as I wanted without having that, um, you know, having payment be a, a limiting factor for me to, to attend. So I started going a ton and I fell more and more in love with it and with the studio and I ended up getting, deciding to, get certified as a teacher. So while I was at L'Oreal, I was teaching yoga on the side and really loving that, like, you know, that interaction that I was having with students. And, um, and from there, I was like, I want to get deeper into this somehow being able to help people, not just, you know, leading a class where I'm talking a lot, and I don't get too much back. Um, and that's, that's kind of what prompted me into, into pursuing life coaching. Wow. 
you know, that that's very interesting that that you kept doing uh, yoga practice because I was actually just going to ask you during that <laughs> whole time because typically what happens is you know everyone's like, oh, I'm young, uh, mm-hmm. I I look good, I don't have to worry about that, and a lot of times you know some people get married young or yeah. have kids in their mm-hmm. like college 20s and then they kind of just forget all about working out till like yeah. maybe later on they try to do it so the whole yeah. time you were practicing yoga I was practicing yoga the whole time here and there and I got way more um I think I started increasing my practice again when I had a studio nearby that allowed me to like go often and get comfortable enough with the movements where I could actually practice it at home and feel like I knew that I was practicing proper alignment and that I wasn't going to hurt my body because I was doing it right. Um, And so I think it was being able to like have the right teaching and know that I was doing it correctly is what allowed me to like keep, keep doing it often. Um, But it was, I will say like probably in my college years, it was more sporadic, but I would still try to, um, to practice yoga as much as I could. Oh, and then, you know, you mentioned life coaching and to me, I I personally feel it's great to combine, uh, different like arts, which could be like martial arts or Mm -hmm. to combine different workout methods. That's That's how you come out with some really interesting, different, uh, philosophies and techniques and and uh, so I love that you're mixing it. Uh, first of all, what type of yoga do you primarily practice? And then uh, if you can yeah. give like a little insight to what life coaching is. Yeah, definitely. So I practice vinyasa. Um, I'm trained as a uh, traditional hot teacher as well, like Bikram style yoga. But um, I have definitely gravitated more towards vinyasa yoga, which is a little bit more flowy. Um, you're really flowing from posture to posture, combining your breath with your movement. Um, And so I stick mostly to vinyasa yoga. And the type of life life coaching I provide, um, I work primarily with with successful men and women who um, feel like they are like running on this like, super fast treadmill all the time, and would like some help slowing down in certain areas of their life and reprioritizing what is important to them and helping them actually take the action steps to bring what is important to them to life and spend their time on those important things. Um, So when I work with a client with life coaching, what I do with them is really create a vision of what they want their life to look like. So I ask them to rate their life, different areas of their life, like their health, their spirituality, their relationships, their career, and their finances on a scale of one to 10. Like, what would you rate it today and why? And then what it would actually take to get to a 10. Like, what does a 10 look like? And then I work with them um, on a one-on-one basis to actually plan how we can get to that 10. And I do what's called core energy coaching. And so we really get to the root of the matter. Like what is standing in the way of you getting to that 10? A lot of times it's um, limiting beliefs that we might have. 
We might think we're not ready. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough, right? All of these like voices that get in our way of being the amazing people that we all are. That's what the coaching is about is to really get to the heart of the matter of like, what is that voice in your head telling you and how can we reframe those thoughts to something that's actually real and that will actually serve you? I just threw a lot at you. I hope that is oh, no. clear. <laughs> I, no, 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 I, I got it. I, it. I understand and I wanted to ask you, so do you, do you actually combine the yoga with that or do you find people are like want to keep that separated? That's a great question. A lot of people um, are definitely open to the yoga. What I have done with, with some of my clients and what I am looking to introduce in the next year in my services is definitely combining the two. So what I do with all of my clients before any session is a centering exercise. So we take about three minutes to breathe and to reset because most of my clients are, you know, they're working. So they come in from like a busy day at work and they have still work to do and it, they're stressed, you know, and it's like they're go, 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 go. And so we take this time to practice like, okay, let's get in the moment. Sometimes it just takes a minute of deep breaths. So we practice that always. Um, and I have a, I actually have a yoga membership offer where um, I provide uh, pre-recorded classes between 10 to 60 minutes for beginner to advanced um, students. And so that is part of every client that I have who works with me um, for coaching, they have access to this yoga membership so they can kind of practice yoga on their own terms whenever they have time mm -hmm. as well. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. 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 And as I mentioned, uh, maybe it's been done before, but maybe not because Right now we're, you know, we're at a place where people are more accepting of, in my opinion, of trying different things. Yeah, definitely. And, and combining different things. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Bruce Lee fan and just growing up, knowing the history that it was found upon, you know, if you train Kung Fu to go train karate and it was yeah. like disrespectful to your sensei. Yeah. And, and uh, but because he did all that, he combined all these arts and, you know, we have MMA and it wouldn't have been if someone didn't combine, you know, yeah. even, even, uh, he went to school for philosophy. So mm -hmm. he wasn't just using like, Oh, punching and kicking. It was like a philosophy to it. And, yeah. And uh, I feel that with people today, you know, we're complex. So yeah. you can't just kind of look at it as well, yoga is going to fix it all. Like, mm -mm. uh, but it, it, yoga can definitely help because, uh, it starts making you feel like physically better. Oh my God. Absolutely. And, and like, I, I almost like the way I see it is like life coaching feels to me kind of like yoga for your brain <laughs> and what yoga, like sometimes, sometimes our emotions can feel so intense that it's like, sometimes we're not ready to even like verbalize them. Right. Like sometimes it's like, I have so much running through my body. I just don't even know what to do. And that's where I love to like, move like this is where yoga can be so powerful it's like you can move through the emotions a little bit like let your body kind of um move those emotions around and and, and breathe you know like that's where yoga is so powerful because it it forces you to take such deep breaths and relax your nervous system where then you can maybe be a little bit more ready to talk and to to 
to verbalize everything that's going on in your mind. Yeah, that's one thing I wish they would teach in school is like mm-hmm. how, how to uh, like release all that energy or how to communicate because especially when you're younger, you're just full of all this. Yeah. You, you don't know how to express it. And uh, I think through sports, especially in school, that's how a lot of people do it. But then I see the youth, uh, you know, like uh, when I go play basketball, they're, they're very emotional. Some of the, these kids playing basketball, they get mad at everything. Yeah. And it's like really – I mean, not everywhere, but I can just see the emotion just like still. And they, they also need to teach finance in school, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not basic math, but finance, you know. Yeah, like how to, definitely. Yeah. So many pro athletes uh, that come from inner cities go to the pros and never even seen a checkbook before or don't know how to even check their balance on their account. That, that's how a problem. To, like, pay your taxes. Like, I don't know when to do that, how to do that how to start your, how to open a bank account. Like these are all things that can feel really intimidating to do and really scary to do for the first time as, as an adult. And since this is the Merry Fitness Extravaganza, uh, do you uh, celebrate Christmas? Is that a big holiday for you and your family? Yeah, we do celebrate Christmas. It is, um, it is a holiday that we celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and do you, uh, do you find it harder to like stay healthier during this time of year? I know a lot of people struggle because I would say there's more sugary drinks, more sugary yeah. coffees, more donuts, uh, yeah. tamales, menu, yeah. all that stuff. All that stuff. That is a great topic because I definitely, even in Thanksgiving, experience this where it's like um, you may not be in your home. You might be in, in your family's home or a friend's home. Um and it can throw off your routine or you may not prioritize yourself as much because there's all of these other things going on. And, and this year, um, I definitely uh, made an intention of I'm going to practice yoga every day when I'm there, even if it's just 10 minutes in the morning. Um, and, and I will say, like, having that intention and, and kind of keeping that promise to myself was incredibly helpful. And I encourage everyone to not forget to prioritize yourself during the holidays because it is a time where like things are busy, schedules change, we're off our routine. And sometimes we come last in those moments. And so you do end up eating food they are not used to eating that might not even make, like might not make you feel so good, right? Like, but we want to enjoy all of this food. And for me, one way to like enjoy the time with my family, to enjoy all the different foods that I'm eating to be able to enjoy a different routine than what I normally have is to be intentional about setting time for myself, even if it's 10 minutes at the beginning of the day. Yeah, that's a great tip. And uh, you, you kind of mentioned in there doing yoga seven days a week. Uh, how, how often are you practicing yoga right now? I will say, so I normally practice probably um, around five days a week. Most, most of those times, um, I teach a class, I teach about two classes every week, um, and two hour classes every week. And the rest of my practice is around like 30 minutes or 20 minutes. Um, and actually I have a friend who has been practicing yoga every single day, showing up, posting it on social media. Her name is Christina Singh, and she has 
absolutely inspired me to show up every day. So it's been just since Thanksgiving that I've been practicing yoga every single day. Um, but that's a new thing. I normally practice like maybe five, four or five times a week, but it's been nice to do it every day. Yeah, there's something about, you know, trying to make a commitment uh, yeah. or not trying to making a commitment. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it may fall apart a little bit, but yeah. then you, you make up for it. Like I made a commitment. I'm going to do a show every day for the month of Christmas. Yeah. Just to try and brighten up people's spirits. Not everyone yeah. is fortunate if, of, uh, you know, me wearing today, I'm wearing the 49er Christmas hat and yeah. the the shirt or, I, you know, when I don't have guests, I say dumb Christmas puns. Um, so actually, I didn't get to show this shirt earlier. I did a show earlier and it was kind of far away. So Cute. that was a, yeah, my long-term goal is because every time I wear like the t-shirts to work out is people like, oh, I like your shirt. Yeah. So I want to, by next year, you'll be able to buy the shirt that I'm wearing. Swag. I love it. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, so, what are your p plans for... Oh, I was going to say, I want to know yours because it looks like you love Christmas. And so I want to know what your Christmas plans are. Uh, really just to spend it with a family. I, nice. You know, the reason I started this was last year, uh, Christmas wasn't going to be the same. And yeah. like, getting together with all friends and family, not just family, but friends that could be yeah. like family. You know, me, uh, I'm a, I have two sisters, but no brothers. So a lot of my mm -hmm. guy friends are like brothers. So. You yeah. know, not being able to see people was was huge for me and it was yeah. depressing and it was sad so I'm like mm -hmm. what can I do to have the holiday spirit yeah so I'm, like, I'm gonna do a Christmas tip every day on fitness and I started that last year and I recorded it I edited it lighting was bad sound was bad and yeah every everyone I learned a little bit more and by the yeah. end they were pretty good and it, it was fun and it made me kind of have the holiday spirit more so I'm like I'm gonna do it again this year I love that and I love that it's like yeah the lighting was bad the sound was bad but like you learn so much from that and like if you had in your mind that like it needs to be perfect the lighting needs to be perfect then like you never maybe you never would have done it you know and instead like you got so much practice in you were able to see what worked what didn't work what you could do differently and I love that approach of just like going for it and not waiting for things to be exactly as they need to be because that never happens. It's like impossible. Yeah. And then this, and then this year I, I got blessed to uh, get access to fireside and then it's live and that's a whole different animal. So I've been yeah. learning to get comfortable with that. And, and, yeah. uh, but at the, same, at the same time, editing is easier because I, if you don't know, this show is recorded live to everyone listening in on the stream. Yeah. So, I wouldn't expect perfection. I try and leave it all in there for people to kind of hear. Yeah. And uh, I left the videos up last year from from bad lighting so that people yeah. can see the evolution and that it doesn't mm -hmm. start perfect and that you grow. That's how my yoga uh, videos are. I started them probably around a year ago, maybe a little more. And the first ones are like bad lighting, bad, all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, but now if I hadn't started them like that, then they wouldn't look the way that they do today. They, you got to start somewhere. Right. The, the difference is uh, last year I could crack up a lot more uh, during the Christmas puns cause, uh, and then edit it out. And then I could, but now it's like, well, no, I got to kind of be more 
<laughs> keep a, a straight face. Some of the things I say are ridiculous or, you know, I, I pretend to talk to people. It's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> you have but it, it's it. fun. That's what I try to do because, you know, I I think me, along with many other Americans and people world, worldwide, we're somewhat depressed, um, mm-hmm. you know, and we either it just based on the numbers, uh, took it out with comfort food uh, to try to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. Uh, alcohol, alcohol mm-hmm. sales were way up. Uh, marijuana sales were way up. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying not to do that, but, but what happened was the average American gained 29 pounds during, during that. And uh, health wise, that's not good. So yeah. I'm sure with no fat shaming going on, no one wants to have those additional 29 pounds unless they're a bodybuilder and it's all pure muscle. Uh, so uh, I try and give little tips every day and bring on guests like yourself who can, who can help out because some people won't resonate with me. And, yeah. and, and, and I coach myself. I, you know, through all the physical fitness I've done with people, I've realized mm-hmm. it's not enough. There's some sort of like mental blocks they have, other mm-hmm. issues going on that's not even letting them get into the workout, you know. Absolutely. And just having someone to talk to can make a world of difference, whether you're a certified coach or not. Just knowing that you can talk to someone is so helpful, truly. Agreed. And especially right now, there's a lot of people, in my opinion, that just haven't had really anyone maybe to voice Sometimes it's easier to voice it to a stranger, you know, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of people would, uh, voice it to a stranger at a bar. And when the bars were closed, they didn't have that stranger Mm -hmm. to go, you know, have a couple of drinks and just kind of let it out. Some people, Mm -hmm. you know, would do it that way. Some people go to the gym, they lost the gym. Yeah. And that, that's where, uh, trying to bring on as many different coaches and just, you know, some people may like yoga, some people may not. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I want to give people like, if you don't know about yoga, then you, you should know a little bit about yoga, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, like most uh, yoga podcasts are yoga podcasts. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm kind of trying to do what you're doing. You're mixing it. So I'm trying yeah. to bring runners, jujitsu, yoga. And, I love that. I love and that. Especially, sorry. Just blend it. No, just blend it yeah. all together. Yeah. I like to think that like, um, like, it's like, what is your version of yoga? You know, like for me, like yoga helps me relieve. Um, it helps me feel stronger. It helps me feel more flexible. It helps me feel calmer. But for some people that like running provides what yoga provides for me or jujitsu, like you said, like, it's not like that you have to do yoga. It's like finding someone that something that helps you feel good or that just gives you time to be with yourself that provides that space for you whether it's yoga or like you said, or like any, anything else that, that and helps you feel healthy. I, I 100% agree. Besides yoga, do you uh, work out in any other ways? Do you I walk. still dance? I love to dance. Um, for, I don't take any, I took a ballet class this summer, which was really nice, but, um, but I will be honest. I like, sometimes I dance just alone in my room I do that quite often (laughs) I just play music and jump and dance around um and I like to walk a lot 
I have run in the past, but that's something that like one day I'd like to get into again. But I, yeah, I mostly stick to yoga and dancing and walking. Uh, what about hiking? Have you tried hiking? I love hiking. It's a little bit in the, in the city. It's a little bit harder to, to, uh, get out and hike, but you know, it's possible and I have done it and I absolutely love hiking so much. Anytime that I can be in nature, I'm like, sign me up. My, my fiance has taught me how to surf. So I've done that a few oh. times, but that is like a whole other animal. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. That sounds fun though. Sounds like a lot of fun. It's, fun. it's scary and it's fun. Yeah. And it's a sport that you definitely have to wake up early to take advantage of. Yeah. And it's like here, um, we went to Long Beach one day. He took me out when it was, I forget when, I think it was like April. So, you know, I was wearing my wetsuit and I was freezing and it's just, it's, you got to find the conditions that don't feel too rough. <laughs> um, you got to wake up early. It's definitely a commitment for sure. And, and I want to ask you, so do you just do online uh, coaching and yoga or do you do in person as well? Yeah, so I do online coaching, online yoga. Um, like I said, in my membership, there are pre-recorded classes. And I also teach like a live Zoom class um, one Saturday a month. Um, I also teach with a studio called Unite by Yoga. They also provide affordable online yoga. They're incredible. They have so many beautiful teachers and different types of yoga for people who um, aren't interested in vinyasa. They offer other types of yoga. Um, and I do offer in-person one-on-one yoga classes, um, as well. If, if it's within, um, a distance that, that makes sense for me and, and for the student. Um, and in the summer I do yoga in the park, which is really, really fun, but, um, the weather doesn't allow for it all year round, of course. And are you in uh, California then? I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, you're in Brooklyn. Yeah. Did, did did you say Long Beach? There's a there's a Long Beach in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's in uh, New York. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. There's a Long yeah. Beach in California. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I ran a marathon, a couple marathons there. And no way, that's awesome. I was, that that's why we were like, I'm in I'm in Long Beach. I'm like, oh, California. No, I wish. Okay. <laughs> And, and well, I mean, uh, yeah, I could see the weather not permitting uh, all the times for that. Yeah, no, no, not all year round. <laughs> and then you you mentioned earlier uh, you did practice a bit. Uh, what was it? Is it Brinkum Brinkum yoga? Bikram, yeah. Brink, Bikram, did you actually train with uh, the the guy? Uh, I did not. No, no, no. Okay. I did not train with with um, Bikram. I trained um, at this same studio um that is called yoga to the people they had a bikram or they had a, a traditional hot yoga studio um as well so they provided the the training the teacher training god i i just saw i don't know i think it was during the pandemic i saw the documentary uh, about him yeah. i was like shocked nice. yeah 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 and and a bit disappointed that uh mexico and i think spain allowed him in after uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember if he's still uh, providing trainings. And I think he was like in Cancun or something, right? Still, Yeah. If I'm going off memory and I've seen 
seen it once, and I think it was last year. And if I remember correctly, he had to leave this country, right? He left the country. Uh, didn't have to, but he left. And then mm-hmm. he he did a, a whole training in Mexico, and then he did one in like Spain uh, the the year after. Mm-hmm. And then I think the pandemic yeah. hit, and who knows what happened to him? Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know, but I don't practice that anymore. It was um, it's it's a very I I would say I think it's a rigorous practice when I you know it's it's a very uh you really have to be taking a lot of care of yourself, drinking a ton of water all the time, and um uh. And it's when I was teaching, I taught a few classes. I never taught too much. And for me personally, as a, as a yoga teacher, I just, um, there's a lot that you have to be paying attention to. There's the heat in the classroom, making sure that your students are safe and that they are feeling okay. We weren't allowed to let our students leave the room because it's not safe to, you know, go from, um, that extreme heat to super, to, to, not cold, but just like normal temperatures so quickly without a cool down. And so um, there was a lot that I felt that I needed to be aware of. And I um, I felt a little bit worried and, and scared that I didn't have the right tools to properly care for my students if something were to happen to them. And that felt very scary to me. Um, so I didn't, I didn't continue to teach traditional hot yoga. I really, I stuck to vinyasa. Um, you know, it's people's bodies that we're, we are working with and guiding people through movement. And so I think there are incredible traditional hot yoga teachers. There were at the studio where I was, I felt like I just didn't feel completely prepared to do that. So I, I moved away from it. No, I understand, especially when you're the person in charge of someone's safety. Now, I've worked at different gyms and I would see people pass out all the time. Even even a fireman passed out in the in the sauna uh, because no he was way. like out. A lot of people would try and uh, get the alcohol out from the night before, and you know you should know better. And then he took some sort of pills, like diet pill, and I had to call the fire department, the ambulance on a fireman from a different city because wow. he he was out. And yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to be. I mean, you're you're responsible for whoever you're coaching uh, at yeah. that time. Yeah. So I, to me, to me, I wouldn't want to do, even though I do partake in some sort of dangerous point sports because of contact. But yeah, still, I try and mi- minimize everything as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, you mentioned that you do like hiking. Have you ever been to Sedona? They have no, yoga and been. hiking. I would love to. Oh yeah, I think you definitely enjoy it. They have a yeah. hiking with yoga in nature on top of these just beautiful, uh, I don't know, they call them vortexes. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, Sounds like a dream for sure. Yeah. I, I, I went there maybe three years ago. And after oh, yeah. that, I, I go there twice a year, except during the pandemic. Wow. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's just so beautiful. And I've been wanting to take uh, they have like sound healing with yoga on mm-hmm. top of, of the mountains and you wake up early and you go on top and then you, you practice with the sun coming up. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So if, if anybody would like, wants to go there, definitely check it out. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Uh, 
send me the link after this if, if that's okay to to where oh, you, yeah. you went i i need to take i i want to take a california trip um soon so well sedona is in arizona it's oh my in the gosh, northern sedona part is in arizona yes 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 well yes. i want to take an arizona trip too <laughs> yeah everywhere I, I ended up kind of falling in love with arizona there's so much uh you know beautiful grand canyon like from is sedona maybe grand canyon is like an hour and a half away is Sedona near Antelope Canyon too? Or no, uh, no? I'm not sure about that. I one. really want to go there also. Yeah, there's a lot to explore in Arizona. And then since you like yoga, it, it's like a the perfect place. In fact, if anybody is kind of like needs a place to, I would say, you know, during all these hectic times, kind of re-energize, that's a beautiful place to go. Mm-hmm. And and then I wanted to ask you about your uh, coaching and yoga do you mm-hmm. do you like specify in like age ranges do you have like a, a preference of people you like to work with um, I, mean, with, I know yeah. you mentioned successful men and women but uh yeah. I work I work mostly with women um I have worked with men in the past and I'm you know happy to work with men in the future I think women have been most most attracted to my services um, I think there's something about, you know, working, if you're a woman, work, I mean, that's personal preference. But anyway, I work mostly with women between the ages of like 23 and 45. Um, but that's not to say, I don't really have a limit to the age group that I work with. Um, but that's the the clients that I have had fall within that age group so far. And so uh, prior to the pandemic, uh did you just do all in person? So actually prior to the pandemic, I yoga, I did all in person and I wasn't coaching yet. I actually was still working full time at L'Oreal um, in, in marketing. And I got certified as a professional coach um, early on when, when COVID started, like as soon as I'd been thinking about it for a long, long time. And so it was like probably a week after, uh, we were quarantined um, or like in lockdown is when I signed up to, to get certified. So I started coaching while I was still getting certified, um, but it was all, it's all been virtual. Um, I've had a few in-person clients for, for people who are in, in Brooklyn, um, but it's mostly virtual because most of my clients are actually not even in New York. They're all over the U S. Okay. Yeah. And, and then uh, for uh, 2022 uh, already, can't believe it. Um, do you make res- resolutions? Do you believe in them? Uh, yes. Well, I have some intentions for, for 2022. Um, so, yes, I have some intentions. <laughs> that <laughs> any, I'd like to... any... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, anything like what regarding uh, maybe your, your practices that you're doing? Yeah, you know, I think um, I wanted to start my intentions beforehand um, to like get the momentum going before January 1st. And so that's also what what prompted me to start the daily yoga practice, whether it's like, you know, there's some days that I'm like excited and ready to go for it for an hour and it's what my body needs. And there's some days where it's just eight minutes. You know, so really not making it about the length of time, but to just show up on my mat every day. 
Yeah, it definitely is about some days you just don't feel like it. And then uh, for me, I've noticed that some days where I don't feel like it, I ended up having like the best workout or I just feel so great after or if I go for a run, I'm like, wow, that was a really fast time. And I didn't even want to come out, you know, (laughs) that happened to me yesterday. I was like, I don't feel like doing it. I'll just do five minutes. And then I was like, in it and then I was like I'll just keep going this is feeling really good it's sometimes it's that initial resistance that you just yeah you can't let it get the best of you yeah uh, I heard I, I think most people have heard of David Goggins but uh Mr. Goggins actually. no so no. he is a uh, he is like just uh oh he's like I think the 37th uh African-American to uh, become a Navy SEAL. Okay. And uh, besides the Navy SEAL, he is like the, I think only whatever special forces there is in each military, mm-hmm. he's like three out of the four branches. And he's also an ultra runner who was overweight. And uh, he's done a lot of ultras. And he talks about staying hard and he's kind of hardcore to some mm-hmm. people, but I mm-hmm. love him. And he, he talks about like he has to run 10 miles one day and he doesn't feel like going to run the 10 miles. So he, he tells his brain, okay, we're just going to run one mile, just one. So his mm-hmm. brain kind of relaxes. And then yeah. he's like, what happens when you run that one mile? Your endorphins kick in. You, you start feeling good. Then you're like, okay, just, just one more. And then next thing you know, you, you get your whole workout out because you like mentally lie to yourself enough that you're just letting your body get warm, get the endorphins going. Then next thing you know, you did what you needed to do. So I love that. I, I that that's definitely an approach that I take myself and with my coaching clients when we are introducing like a new action that they're that they're going to try to take. It's like just for today, you know, just try it out for today. This isn't like a, a forever thing. It forever feels like a lot. It feels like too much how am I going to do this every day for the rest of my life no it's just let me try this out for today and see how it goes it like it really relieves the pressure of like oh my god this is this is too much yeah yeah I and uh how about uh I wanted to ask you do you have do you have any advice for maybe people I encourage people to kind of what you said get started before the new year's get get that momentum going so what do you recommend to people who want to you know, kind of jump the gun on 2022 and start feeling good now? Yeah, so I would recommend switching the word like perfection to progress and really and and switching the word perfection to practice. Like if you aren't someone who exercises regularly or you aren't someone who practices yoga or whoever has, has practiced yoga, it doesn't matter. Like there is nothing perfect about, like there's nothing that needs to be perfect about your practice. You know, even if, um, if, if it's just 10 minutes a day that you're doing that sometimes that's enough. I think the biggest advice I would give is to, to just start and what I like to, to remind myself is that, you know, 10 minutes of exercise every day equals 43 hours in a year. 
right? So sometimes when it's like, I want, I need to start exercising, but like an hour feels so intimidating or an hour feels like too much that we don't end up doing any of it. So it's like, maybe bring your goal down a little bit to something that, that feels a little bit more realistic, a little bit more actionable and stick to that. You know, I know it's, it might sound counterintuitive, but it's, it's kind of like what you were just sharing where it's like, okay, I'm just going to do a mile. It's like, Mm -hmm. what's the minimum you can do? Ask yourself, what's the minimum I can do? The bare minimum. And that's okay. Stick to that bare minimum, but do it often. Like practice it often. Um, so so that's the the biggest advice. And and I'm here for, for anyone who wants to start practicing yoga. And especially if it's a practice that you feel intimidated by or going to a studio with so many people's so many people feel scary. Um, you can always book book time on with me to just talk about where you are in your yoga journey, where you want to go, and we can come up with helpful um, ways to get there. And uh, I want to say a thank you for everybody listening in on the stream, uh, in the audience. And in the audience, we have Maria. And Maria has a question. She, uh, she wants to know, is there a difference in uh, yoga indoors to outdoors? Huh. That is a good question. Um, I will say, I, I, I think not. I think what matters is the temperature. Um, so if you are practicing outside, it might be a little bit chillier. It also, you might be, um, you know, when you're practicing indoors, it's likely that the surface you're practicing on is a little bit more stable. Um, so that is a difference. You know, when I do practice outside, a lot of times it's, it's on grass. So to just be a little bit more mindful of your stability because it won't be as as even as it is on like a hardwood floor. Um, so I think that that is the, the big difference and the temperature. You know, if you're practicing outside and it's and it's really cold, layer up um, while you're warming up. And if it's really hot out to also be mindful of that, you're going to sweat more. You're going to want to drink more water um, to just what's most important is you're always checking in on how your body is feeling and, and never forcing anything. And when you say forcing, are you talking about like, if you feel any sort of pain or mo- on, on a movement? Yeah, I think there is like a big, um, it's important to, I think like differentiate between um, like an injury pain or, you know, maybe like pain from like, like if you're in a posture and, and your leg is shaking, you know, that's okay. Like you're building strength there. And, and I'm sure you can speak to this even more than I can, Ray. But I think, especially with yoga, sometimes we get really excited and it's like, I want to try the handstand or I want to try, um, I don't know, flipping my dog. It's like, yes, all those things are fun and they're great. Um, but what's most important is like the integrity of, of your body and not not forcing something because it feels like it could look cool um but instead moving in a way that is is safe even if that entails maybe skipping the handstand if you're not ready for it but then i won't go viral on tiktok (laughs) if your goal is to do yoga to go viral on tiktok i'm not the teacher for you i'm not gonna gonna be able to make that happen (laughs) Yeah, me, you know, uh, yoga, I've, <laughs> I've been interested in it for uh, f- for a long time because uh, 
I worked at a gym and in the gym, you could take all the classes you wanted to for free. And I took them all. I took them spin. I took yeah. uh, like their version of like Thai boxing. I took yeah. their, the yoga. And yeah. I liked the yoga because I went in there all cocky and I'm like, ah, this is easy. And then I was like, whoa, what, what I was love this? It. That always happens. That always happens. Yeah. And then, I, and then uh, I would try and go in there here and there. And through the years, I, I wish I could say uh, I, I did it more consistently, but I've yeah. done it on and off through the years at different gyms. And uh, mm-hmm. I personally enjoy it. And I know that there's probably like over 10 different styles of yogas, probably easily. Yeah, I think even more than that, for sure. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's uh, something you can definitely uh, get into. And uh, pretty much any athlete that you hear that's extreme, eventually they're all like, I started getting more into yoga because they were starting to get injuries. Um, so if you could start that earlier, I always, you know, recommend flexibility and, and mm-hmm. strength. So yoga to me is a great practice. I recommend it to uh, a lot of people. But, you know, the younger guys, the more testosterone, they're like, no, you know, it's too easy. They won't, they're, they're going to have to have that wake up call like me. They haven't had the wake up call and they try it and they're like, they see all these, these women who are like doing this beautiful job and they're like, wait, what? Like, I thought that I was going to be able to kick this class's ass. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Yoga is, is, is um, it's, it can be a difficult practice, but it's, like the best challenge I love it obviously I I really love it a lot and I think it's for everyone everyone can can benefit anyone everyone benefits from yoga I I totally agree especially you know if you want to be able to be mobile as you get older and you have kids and play with them and your grandkids that's so important yeah like my dad grew up my dad is a runner and uh he can't run right now. He has a, a hip injury or like last, the la- last month he had a knee injury, you know, like his can't run anymore. And I think for him, there was a lot of resistance to yoga. And now it's one of those things that like, he can't, um, he can't start his day without it anymore. He can't, he can't get through like the pain in his body goes away after doing some yoga in the morning, which I think is just incredible. So um, it, it's also something that like he started in his sixties to practice yoga. Like, it's never too late to start this practice, but why wait till you're 60, you know, if you can start today. Right. Right. And then, uh, for everyone in the audience, if they, you want to contact the kitty, uh, I have her website and her Instagram, uh, but for those people just listening in, uh, how can they contact you? Yeah. I love meeting people, um, having conversations. So, um, you can find me on Instagram. My name is Kitty Gonzalez underscore coaching on Instagram. Um, or you can reach me on my website at Kitty Gonzalez. Um, that's with two Z's dot com. And uh, shoot me a DM or you can book time on with me on my website. Um, I'm I love connecting with people. So I am available uh, for any connection. And, and uh, I know you said most of your clients are, I think you said they're all in the U.S. Uh, do you have any international clients? Yeah, I have uh, most of, a lot of my um, yoga, people in my yoga membership are in Mexico, a few good friends um, in in Berlin. So 
uh, yeah, my yoga clients are, are all over the place. And my right now, my coaching clients are mostly in the US, but but I'd love for that to change. <laughs> Take it global. Yes. Well, on my, on my podcast, uh, I mentioned that I just hit what, Mexico the other day uh, as listeners. I think I've hit a 14 countries now, 16. Nice. So Mexico. That's awesome. Thank you. Japan, I wanted to welcome Pakistan, which is the newest one, and Italy. So you never know where your clients may come from. Uh, you maybe you'll know. get them. Yeah, Australia also joined the other day. So thank you, whoever is in Australia. And uh, to everybody listening in, I wanted uh, to thank you so much, Kitty, for being on here, uh, taking the time out of your day. Yeah, uh, of course. I, just, I wanted to make sure maybe there's something I missed or something you want to close out with and mention. I... Um... I would love to hear about your, your marathons, if you have time to talk about it. Um, how many you've run, which one has been your favorite? And like I said, I'd, I'd like to start running. What would you recommend to a new runner to start their, their running journey? I need, I right. need that advice in my life. <laughs> I have ran 55 marathons total. Oh my goodness, that is a lot. Congratulations. It is a lot. Thank you. Uh, as far as um, which is my favorite, it'd be kind of tough between maybe three. Uh, one is uh, Los Angeles Marathon 2011 because it was my most difficult marathon. It took me almost seven hours. I was injured going into it and I got okay. more injured in it and it was raining. So I got the early stages of hypothermia, uh, crossed the finish line, needed medical attention. Oh my and God. It's just such a great memory because of that, because I, yeah. I got such grit and like mental toughness out of that. Like looking yeah. back on it at the time I was miserable, but yeah. at, you know, at the time yeah. I was like cold, wanted to quit. I saw everybody yeah. getting those blankets. Um, after that uh, would probably have to be Sedona marathon. And that is because I got in it the last year they had it. It's kind of a, oh, a nice. tough course. It's half street, half, uh, half trail, or it was, mm -hmm. and uh, and the elevations were really high up there, so it's right. kind of hard to breathe. So I think it took people too long to finish, and mm -hmm. that means uh, the roads have to be closed for longer. So I, for that reason, I think they discontinued it. Uh, okay. They do have it virtually uh, this year. Uh, they, so now they offer a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. Okay. But that, that's one of my favorites, and... Uh, let me think. Oh, well, the other one would have to be my fastest marathon, which is OC Marathon. Okay, nice. And to start off running, uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm, I'm, well, I was planning to do some tips on this, but knees are a huge problem for, for runners. Um, so there is um, a thing called the – you probably – you know, well, actually, that's interesting. With yoga – do you do any stretches that really target maybe the Achilles? Uh, so I have, I have one that I have, um, I, I have my feet. I'm, I'm standing with my feet as wide as the width of the mat. So wider than hips width distance and I forward fold. So you bend down and I have my hand, one hand underneath me and I twist with my other hand uh, for anyone who's listening might not be very clear and I twist so forward fold placing one hand underneath your face your right hand underneath your face twisting up towards the left and 
I glue the outer edge of my left foot firmly into the mat as I twist. And that really helps stretch the entire outer edge of your, of your leg. I don't know that that like targets exactly the Achilles heel. Um, but it, it really targets, I guess, like the, the IT band, but I don't have, I'll, I'll have to do some, some digging on Achilles heel stretches to if, if, if you need some, if you'd like oh. some. Oh, or if you well, have any tips. Well, you know, for runners and, 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 uh, you know, I, I play a lot of different sports. So they yeah. say like Achilles is always one of the first ones kind of to go and it's really hard to recover from. And so if I, I did a show the other day, you know, those bands that they have, mm -hmm. you, yeah. you use it and you kind of use it to stretch it out a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's what they recommend. But I think that just kind of warms it up, but it doesn't really strengthen it. So for runners, I, I recommend working like the parts that everyone, like everyone's teaching kind of the same thing. So hit, hit like, and yoga is a great way to do it because uh, a lot of runners always are used to having your shoes on. So mm -hmm. having, being barefoot is one great way to start. Yeah. Uh, then after you kind of get used to like being barefoot, because mm -hmm. I, I could never be barefoot. I would feel naked when I took off my shoes. It wasn't until wow. I started doing martial arts that I started like, oh, okay. And even then I felt uncomfortable for years. No um, way. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of people out there like that, you know, that, that probably That's feel so way interesting. more comfortable with shoes on. Uh, the shoes cause problems. And then when we're running, uh, what I've seen in, in running through the years is, uh, you know, they come out with a running shoe. And then after the running shoe, uh, they came out with barefoot running or barefoot running and then those minimalist shoes. And then you notice a bunch of injuries because people that, used I got to. those and those screwed me up. And then I went to, I think, a store called Jackrab. Uh, you might know. A, a running store where they like filmed me running thank mm -hmm. god that I went because they were like they made me throw out those they were Nikes they were like no support they made me like get rid of those and had me uh switch to Asics and they filmed the difference of me running with the other with the Nikes and the Asics and it was like wow like this is insane um what a what a difference your your shoes make Yes, but now because of the minimalist shoe kind of catching on and then kind of also at the same time uh, hurting a lot of people, now I've seen a, a like a, a rise in shoes with thicker padding. Like Too really, much like, padding. Like, or... like hookahs are really popular and nothing, I'm not talking bad about you guys in case you want to sponsor me or something. Uh, but, <laughs> but now I notice that more people, like more padding just means that we're getting weaker feet. It doesn't it, it, you know, it doesn't, it means that with the regular shoes you were wearing, your feet were weak, too weak to wear minimalist shoes or to just kind of be barefoot. So I, I, I believe in the foundation. So I like to start on the bottom up, you know, and, and kind of work my way up. Okay. So, so having the right shoes. Yeah. So I'm, I'll, I'll show you, let me move this real quick here. <clears throat> I'm going to show, this is a, one exercise. Oh, actually, I'll leave Santa back there. All right, let's see. Let me turn this. I'm going to move my chair back a little bit. So this right here is a, 
called the, the tibialis raise. And, you know, a lot of, see if you could see me, a lot of coaches, yeah. I, I've heard running, running coaches say, this is a great way to work it out. But you kind of look silly kind of walking around like this, trying to work your tibialis. You know, they're like, do that for like five minutes a day. I'm like, they're like at work. I'm like, that's not very convenient. Uh, so this one is your butt does, your whole back doesn't have to touch the wall, just your butt. And then from here, you just, uh, the further out, the easier, the more, the more inside, the more difficult, but you just raise your feet. Okay. Like, that's it. 25 times. And then I go into another one that hits more of the Achilles and then back to this. But this right here is so effective. No one trains this. this I got this from the knees over toes, Ben Patrick, who's one of my coaches. And uh, if you're a runner, if you, what's it called? Uh, over protonate, you come down mm -hmm. with your heel and you hit this part. That's like the most, there's like three types of runners, the neutral, the one that runs kind of on their toe, then the one that lands on their heel. If you land on your heel, like that's the most damaging because it's like your whole momentum is being stopped and then you're drawing your whole like shock up. But with these tibialis raises, these are meant for deceleration. When you stop, that's how you stop. So that's what you're actually working. So some people try and correct that form of not striking with a heel, but no matter what, they're heel strikers. That's that's how it is. So why not make your tibialis is stronger so they can take that impact? And then I have a tool that you won't see at the gym. I, I don't have it near me, but it's it's called a tib, tibialis, a tib bar. And with, there's two different makers. Uh, and then it, it strength, it's weights, so you can hit that part. So that's something I highly recommend. And I was going to okay. do a show well, more detailed on I, that. Yeah, you should do it because that's what I do. I think I step with my heel and I'm very prone to shin splints. Um, and that's probably why, which yeah. is also why I like, I, I, I'm fearful of, of running because I tend to get shin splints very, very easily. Yeah, and, and you know what you were mentioning about running the, and then videotaping you going to the running stores if you could, that's great. But if people just don't have the time or don't have one around, you mm -hmm. can take take a brown paper bag, uh, kind of wet the bottom of your foot, and then step on the bag okay. wherever you wherever the mark print. You're either going to see your heel first dominant, or your toes in the front, or the neutral, and that's okay. another way to find out what type of runner you are. Okay. You're, over protonator or heel striker. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to do one more detailed on, on that as well. But since yeah. you asked, I, I figured I share, that's my Mary do Fitness it. tip we'll for today. Yeah. And uh, thank you everybody so much for joining. Thank you once again, Kitty. Uh, I really so appreciate you taking the time. Uh, happy Friday. Reaching out. No problem. And everybody I have on, I always like to invite them back on the future. We always like to want to keep up, see what you're up to, see how it's going, and, and just kind of follow up. So thank you for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the future. Sounds great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining in to Athletic Definition. This is episode 51. So thank you. Nice.